This is Becoming a Podcast for Teens and Young Adults, episode number 17, All About Anxiety. Hi there, and welcome to Becoming a Podcast for Teens and Young Adults, where together we are becoming more than we are and who we were always meant to be. Each episode will feature different topics to enhance your growth, help you see the world differently, and discover who you really want to become. We are your hosts, Tani Beardall and Erica Peterson. We will be interviewing guests with unique experiences and experts in different fields to help us get the most out of each episode. Hi, everybody. How is it going? We are going to be talking about anxiety today. This subject has kind of been a big deal in my life. I don't struggle with big anxiety attacks, but I am easily overwhelmed and can often overreact when things don't go as planned. My breathing speeds up and my chest feels tight. It feels like a machine that is overheating, like everything on the inside is just maxed out. Is anyone with me on these feelings? It has even caused me to have some serious struggles with sleeping. I can't seem to turn my mind off, which is really miserable. But to be honest, anxiety actually helps me to be a really productive person. I seem to get a lot done in the wee hours of the night. But I would absolutely like to get these feelings figured out and under control, if only for improving my sleep patterns alone. I want you to know that nearly every teen will experience anxiety at some level in their life. Please know that this is totally normal. Anxiety is a common reaction to dealing with stress. And I know you guys have a ton on your plate and a lot of stress to deal with. Anxiety can be our body's reaction to these tense and overwhelming situations. I want to approach this subject to help you figure out these feelings now so it can serve you for the rest of your life. Then you don't have to still be trying to figure this out when you're my age. So lucky for you, I have a wonderful guest on the podcast today. Amy is a certified life coach through the Life Coach School. She received her bachelor's degree of social work at BYU. She often works with teens and young adults to help them learn about their thoughts and how to process emotions. Her work is so helpful. And I'm thrilled to interview her so she can help us decipher our feelings of anxiety and learn productive ways to cope with these feelings. So I'd like to welcome Amy Koch to the podcast today. Hey, Amy. Hey, Tawny. Good to be with you today. Thank you so much for taking the time to share your wisdom with us today. I'm super excited to have you on. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Absolutely. Okay. So I think it's really important that we realize anxiety really does start with our thinking. And this is what Amy specializes in. So Amy, would you briefly walk us through how our brains work? Sure. So we have over 50,000 thoughts a day that go through our minds. And there's no possible way that we could keep track of every one of them. And so that tells you right there that there's a level of awareness that we maybe don't have, that we're having these thoughts run through our minds and they're producing something for us that maybe comes out in ways that we're not expecting. So you might start feeling 
something and you're wondering why you're feeling irritated, why you're feeling tense, why you're feeling anxious, and it begins with your thoughts. And so when we can gain a greater awareness over our thoughts and our thinking, then we can learn to manage our emotions in a healthy way. Yeah, I think this is something that we definitely need to be aware of, learning how to filter all of these thoughts, because our thoughts really do have everything to do with our emotions, right? Yeah, I like to think of the acronym THINK, and um, if you can think of T, and it stands for TRUE, Okay, is this thought that I'm having true? Is it helpful? Is it inspiring? Is it necessary? Is it kind? And when we stop and take a look at our thoughts and kind of apply these questions, we can get a little understanding of how all of these things apply in our thoughts. We can figure out if they're serving us in a helpful way. Oh, I really love that acronym idea, Amy. So you break down think. Is it true? Is it helpful? Inspiring? Necessary? And kind? So realizing that every thought that comes into our mind doesn't have to be truth. We can really evaluate it and use that acronym to break down our thought process. That's awesome. Yeah. So if our thoughts produce our feelings, which we know they do, this is why it's so important to question them. And you can ask yourself all kinds of questions to get more clarity. It's really helpful to have that basic understanding of how we process our thoughts. It really does change everything. But now we need to learn how to apply that specifically to our feelings of anxiety. So I explained earlier that anxiety to me is like when my chest is getting tight and I breathe really heavy. But would you be able to define more clearly what anxiety really is and to understand if that's something we're actually dealing with? Sure. Anxiety is just a little more than a passing worry or a fleeting thought. It's when we become a little more wrapped up in what we're thinking and what's going on around us. And we're having these negative thoughts about a situation that produce this nervousness and prolonged worry, intense worry. And so it's just a little bit on a deeper level. That is helpful to understand. You might feel your heart begin to race. You might feel your chest tighten, Mm -hmm. have a shortness of breath, and you could feel dizzy or hot. And so it just produces these physiological responses um, that kind of make us wonder what's going on with my body here. Well, isn't that amazing that because of our thoughts, our, our body has a real reaction to it. I think that's really fascinating. Yeah. Let's say a teen might have a big exam, a debate speech, or a big basketball game coming up, and these signs and feelings that you spoke of are just creeping in. Do you have any specific ideas that they could use to help them control their thoughts and cope with their feelings? Sure. So one of the things that I came up with that helps me and helps the people that I teach is pretty simple, and we just bring it down to the triple A's. Okay. is what I call them. And it sort of reminds me of AAA, the roadside assistance company, yeah. where they come and help you when you're broken down on the side of the road. They change your flat tire, give you a new battery. This is the AAAs of life, the AAAs of processing emotion or anxiety. And so the first thing that you want to take a look at is what's going on with my body. And this is awareness. Okay. So what's going on with me? Sometimes you feel that tightness in your chest or mm-hmm. your heart race. You might feel dizzy or hot. 
So just take inventory. What am I feeling right now? Where is it in my body? And you name it and you say, oh, this is anxiety. I'm feeling anxious. Okay. Then the okay. second A is acceptance. And so instead of trying to fight it off or resisting it, reacting to it or avoiding it, you just kind of go, oh, okay, I'm having anxiety. Mm-hmm. Anxiety, you're here. Okay. You can be with me. We can coexist. So allowing that really diffuses its power. Then the third A is action. And so you decide at this point, what's the best thing to help me through this? It may be you're in a place where you can do some breathing exercises. Maybe you can do some relaxation or meditation. Maybe you need to go take a walk. Sometimes people just want to talk to somebody, but eventually what you want to do is get a handle on your thinking. And what are the thoughts that I'm thinking that are producing this emotion for me right now? Oh, yes. Those tools are so helpful. I love these triple A's. And they're really going to help them figure out these feelings of anxiety before they are debilitating. And I know that anxiety coupled with fear of failure has caused me not to try new things in the past. With those triple A's you just told us about, it can help us push past those uncomfortable feelings and no longer use them as an excuse to not follow through or try something new or follow our dreams. Right. So many times I think we want to run away from experiences that are uncomfortable. And really, I mean, that is one of the fallacies of anxiety is that the best thing to do is to face our fear. Our bodies have these physiological responses to stress. And so we have the fight, flight, or freeze mode, and we react to these things from a different part of our brain as opposed to when we're calm and thinking and problem solving. We have these two sides of our brain. So there's the higher brain, the prefrontal cortex that allows us to think rationally through things. And then we have what we call the amygdala, and that's the lower brain. And sometimes when we're feeling this intense emotion, that's where we operate from, is the lower brain. And it's not the most (laughs) useful thing to do, right? It's not always the most helpful for us. And so we we can go into a panic, we can freeze, we can run away, we want to hide, or we want to fight or react. And so we don't want to resist, react, or avoid when we feel our feelings. And so when we're having anxiety, we just want to lean into it and be able to assess what's going on with our body and then just breathe through it, face it, and be comfortable with it. You can actually nurture it as you would a friend. And you can say, come in here and sit beside me. You can be along for the ride with me. I'm feeling anxiety. You're here now. That's fine. So you're just kind of evaluating how you're feeling and then learning how to deal with it. You said there's different breathing processes you can do to calm yourself. Right. Belly breathing is one of the best exercises that you can do. And if you breathe in from your diaphragm, from your lower abdomen, instead of breathing from your chest, you're going to get that deeper flow of oxygen into your body. Interesting. And you're wanting to exhale it as well, long, slow, and controlled. A lot of times people forget to do the exhale, long, slow, and controlled. And then they're just breathing, 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 and then they're hyperventilating. And so just relax and breathe out and just roll with it. 
I like that. I think that's super helpful in the midst of it. So if we notice these feelings are coming on, you know, you just taught us it's from our thoughts, but I guess how can we evaluate and change our situation so we don't get to the point where we're breathing heavy? What are, do we need to like eliminate some of our activities or what are some things to do to help control those thoughts if we're feeling so overwhelmed? Yeah. I think a lot of it is really back to that awareness piece, taking inventory of what's going on. You know, do we have too many things going on for the time we have available? So maybe you want to take a look at your schedule and simplify and pare down. Maybe you just want to focus on certain things and that's okay. You know, you can talk to a trusted adult about these things. You can talk to a friend, someone, if you need help in making those kinds of decisions. But really, the most important thing is sometimes we do have way more going on than we really would like. Yeah. And so it is about coaching ourselves and and being able to use our thoughts and remember that that's where these feelings come from in the first place. And examine your thinking. And what am I thinking about this? Am I thinking this is going to be a total disaster? I'm going to fail at this. I'm going to make a fool of myself. You know, remember we said, you have so many thoughts going through your brain every day. Yeah. Stopping and using some awareness to take inventory of what those thoughts actually are. Um, I like to teach people to do a thought download. Okay. And so every day you can write whatever's going through your brain. You don't judge it. You don't edit it. You just put it on paper because okay. that process helps us to see what really is going through our brain. That helps us gain some awareness. Oh, I'm thinking these things. I didn't even think that these were going through my mind. And those can be affecting you. And now I see why I'm feeling so irritated. I get it. And so it helps develop those connections in our brain. We have these neural pathways in our brain that are connecting and we teach our brain which path to take. And when we take that same path, it strengthens that neuro connection. But if we're able to say, hey, I don't want to think this thought anymore. I actually want to think this instead. Yeah. Then we're creating a new path in our mind that can open doors that we didn't explore before. Oh, I love that. And just staying calm and really evaluating those thoughts can totally take you in a different direction and calm you and especially impaired with the breathing exercises. Now, I wonder if it would be helpful to maybe be more organized and learn time management. I think that's a podcast episode Eric and I have talked about doing in the future. But do you think that would be helpful with you know lessening anxiety? Absolutely. A lot of times where our anxiety comes from is we have all of these things that we know that we need to do. Yeah. And we procrastinate because we're thinking thoughts like, Oh, I have too much to do. Oh, I'm never going to get this done. This is too hard. I don't understand this. Yeah. So we're thinking these thoughts and it produces this feeling of stress or overwhelm or anxiety. And the actions that stem from that are often procrastination, avoidance behaviors. Maybe we start doing things like, oh, I'm just going to turn on the TV. Oh, I want to play yeah. the video game. I'm going to go to the fridge and see what there is to eat. That's so true. That's uh, basically episode number four, numbing. Just trying to avoid and looking for other things to fill our time. It might prolong the anxiety, but it'll come back because you still have your list of things that you need to accomplish. 
Right. And so instead of thinking those thoughts, because that's where it originates, I have too much to do. I don't understand this. You can think thoughts or choose to think thoughts instead, like I'm going to take this piece by piece. Okay. I know that I've been taught this material. I trust myself to get it done. I know I can honor my commitments and follow through. Mm -hmm. Maybe I will sit down and just divide it up and I'm going to break this piece by piece Mm -hmm. and divide it into those small, smaller accomplishable goals. And so once you start thinking those thoughts, it drives a different emotion of curiosity or creativity or problem solving. And then you're able to take some actions that would allow you to actually operate from that positive place instead of the negative one. I seriously feel like I'm breathing softer already. <laughs> just, just hearing you say that, changing it to the positivity and being like, yeah, I have this to do, but I can do it. And just prioritizing what you need to do and keeping your mind positive instead of that, that overwhelm really just takes over. And if you can control it in these ways you've taught us, I think that's so helpful. Right. And sometimes it's not about going from this really negative thought to a super positive thought, but it's more about a bridging thought Hmm. or a stepladder approach. And so maybe you don't feel like going and sitting at the computer and knocking out that paper okay? because you're coming from this place of overwhelm. So maybe you start with a bridging thought like, I can get up from the couch and I can walk over and sit down at the computer and open the program that I need to start looking at. Baby step. Baby steps, exactly. Doable. Oh, I love that. That's so helpful. But I know that every once in a while, anxiety can really go beyond these typical symptoms we've been talking about, and it can end up drastically affecting our schoolwork, our activities, and our relationships. So can this mean that we might have some sort of anxiety disorder? Okay, I just want to stress that anxiety is normal, and we all have it. And it's important for us to gain some power over it by neutralizing it in our minds. And so sometimes we get scared of the fact that we are feeling scared or anxious. It's true. And so it just layers and layers and layers. But if we can take a step back and maybe do some inventory of, you know, what going on in our minds, we might be able to decide whether we just have kind of some normal worry that maybe a little reframing in our mind can take care of yeah, or whether it's something that we need to talk to an adult about and find out what our resources are and get an appointment, go see a doctor, um, explain what's going on for you. When it's crippling, when it takes you away from the things that you love and the things that you normally do and it causes this effect in your life that becomes a habit and a new normal yeah. that's not really in alignment with who you are or who you want to be, yeah. and it may be time to take a closer look and get some help. Oh, I totally agree. And there's nothing at all wrong with that. It can be super helpful to get a professional opinion about what you're going through. Absolutely. Well, you really have given us so much awesome input and different ideas of how we can control these feelings of anxiety. I would love for you to quickly remind us of the three A's of anxiety that you gave us. Sure. So the first A is awareness. Be aware of what's going on in your body and what you're feeling. 
The second A is acceptance and just allow that emotion to be. Okay. And then the third A is action and decide from there what is the best way for you to get yourself through it and on the other side. I love it. And I'm going to use this daily. Seriously, thank you so much for coming up with that. I think it's easy to remember and just so useful. Okay, the last question of the day, which is actually my favorite part of doing the interview, is if you could give your high school self one piece of advice, what would it be? I would tell myself that your self-esteem comes from your thoughts, and it doesn't come from anybody else. It's your thoughts about you. Self-worth is something that's already been decided. So it doesn't matter what anybody says or does. Your worth is infinite and fixed. And your self-esteem is really all about what you think about you. And that's where your confidence comes from. That is perfect, Amy. This is like one of the top reasons why I wanted to do this podcast. If these teens could really take that to heart, I think it would be life-changing. So thank you. And thank you so much for your time today and for your wisdom. I really appreciate you being on here with us. Thanks for having me. And thanks for doing what you're doing. I think it's wonderful. What a gift for all these teens and young adults and parents out there. Oh, thank you, Amy. And I'm sure we'll have you on again to help us with deciphering different feelings and thoughts. I appreciate you. Okay, everybody. I hope this episode was as useful to you as it was to me. I feel a renewed sense to dedicate the time and effort necessary to overcome these feelings of anxiety and overwhelm. I'm excited to implement these things that Amy taught us so I can control these thoughts and feelings better. I know if we do this, it will help us to be able to focus our energy more fully on the things that matter to us. These concepts, when applied, can really help us on our journey to become our best selves. Thank you so much for joining us today. Please click to subscribe and join us on Instagram. We'll see you next time on Becoming.